Heart of Grief is a program by Certified Grief Recovery Specialists Lori Penner and Brian McGee. Brian and Lori are not professional counselors. They do not offer therapy. If you are experiencing a crisis, please reach out to your local emergency or healthcare providers. What Lori and Brian offer in this podcast is an authentic, personal familiarity with the pain of loss and a straightforward approach to recovery that has proven transformative in the lives of thousands of grievers. As proud sponsors of the Grief Recovery Method programs, Martin Brothers Funeral Chapels in Lethbridge, Alberta are pleased to partner with Brian and Lori to bring you this podcast. We hope our listeners will discover genuine, practical help and encouragement. Hi, Lori. Today is February 6, 2021, and uh, we have not published uh, a podcast of the Heart of Grief for a little while. Actually, it's been since the end of December uh, that we have not put out a, any new content. And so our listeners might be wondering, where have you guys been? Like, what's up? And so thought it might be a good idea for us to explain. I think so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so why don't I start? Um, after Christmas and moving into the new year, uh, just a whole lot of things in my life, uh, busyness, essentially, it's just called it busyness, a lot of output, a lot of activity, um, resulted in my just being becoming exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And uh, even though in the early weeks of January, I wanted to get going again, I just realized I did not have any creativity, juices, or energy left. And I just had to become aware of that and acknowledge it, and accept it, and allow myself some space and time to recover from that. And uh, though your circumstances are not exactly the same that as, as mine, there are some similarities. Uh, and would you like to share a little bit about what happened to you following Christmas? For sure. So on December 18th, I was finished work and didn't have to return back to work until January the 4th. Um, had Christmas delivered safely to all of my family, and just started to feel really exhausted. A couple days after Christmas, just wasn't feeling quite well, and knowing that there is COVID-19 out and about, decided to do the responsible thing and go get tested. Lo and behold, if I didn't test positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. Gratefully, um, had what they consider to be a mild case of COVID. Um, however, seven weeks later, still suffering from some of the the less than desirable effects such as exhaustion, fatigue, and the dreaded shortness of breath. Um, it has been it's been a journey, and uh, but I too ended up with not a lot left to give to anything to anywhere. It was a tough time. It was. Uh, so referring to these things as having an empty tank and our margins were full. There was nothing left to offer. Nothing. And so uh, perhaps some or many of our listeners uh, have experienced or maybe even currently are experiencing uh, times of particular fatigue. And maybe some even have had or experiencing uh, the COVID infection mm -hmm. and uh, the negative impacts and exhaustion, et cetera, connected with that. 
some of our listeners may also be caregivers themselves, and it's demanding. And for them, it's there's emotional and physical draining that's that's happening. Absolutely. And so the first thing we want to say to our listeners is please don't push yourself uh, into trying to accomplish things you don't have the energy for. Be good to yourself. When the tank is empty and your margins are full to the edge, your first task is to give yourself the time and the space and the care to recharge. So um, as a social worker in a senior center, I've noticed a lot of of different concerns coming up with, with the people that I work for and with. Um, a lot of them are explaining quite a, a feeling of being disconnected from coming to the center, disconnected from their, their families, you know, not being able to have that connection that, that they used to have. I've also heard um, a lot of them talking about some increased anxiety and also a, a sense of of sadness, increased sadness, the the crying for no reason, the feelings of hopelessness. And and they talk about it quite often, they call it COVID fatigue. You know, mm-hmm. so just to recognize that if you are feeling these things, it you aren't alone. Like mm-hmm. you are certainly not alone. I came across an article, really I would call it a bulletin, an online bulletin from the Mental Health Commission of Canada. Uh, The title of it is Caring in the Era of COVID-19, What to Expect and How to Cope. And uh, it it drew my attention because it talks about uh, caregiver fatigue and tiredness and and how to address these things. It begins by saying, as the COVID-19 pandemic sparks new concerns for everyone, caregivers must contend with a host of unique challenges on top of an already full plate. And so it offers here some suggestions. The first thing it suggests is uh, to accept some things as being out of your control. And for me, Lori, when I was in sort of this space of I don't have any energy, I can't even think or get motivated to do anything new creatively, um, that was really out of my control. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I wanted to and tried to talk myself into doing more, um, it just was not there. And I'm guessing that that was certainly true for you in an even greater way during the worst of the COVID infection for you. Absolutely. I wanted to, you know, I had plans. My time off from work, I had all these plans. And on my good days with COVID, had all of these bright ideas, you know, all these things that I wanted to do, my body is saying, nope, sorry, my mind was willing, but my body sure wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so a a good practical suggestion from this this bulletin says that during these kinds of experiences, it, it might be necessary, and certainly it was for us, to recognize that some of our routines just need to change. We need to become flexible with some of those routines, and, and we may need to let the, the people that we care about to, to know that things are going to have to change just a little bit here for a little while. Yeah, so important. The next one that I want to highlight out of this bulletin is to make time for self-care. You know, and, and oftentimes when we're thinking about self-care, we think it is, it's selfish. You know, I've got this mm-hmm. person and that person, and I have 
I have all of these responsibilities. You know, and we we tend to, all of us, put our own needs last. Right. But what we need to be very aware of in this time, uh, this crazy time, um, is that we need to take care of ourselves before we can look after anybody else. Um, I know, Brian, you talked about a walk that you went on that, that was really recharging mm-hmm. for you. Yes. And this was um, about a week, 10 days ago, when in southern Alberta here, we had uh, a Chinook. And the weather literally was April kind of weather. No wind, a little, very little wind, sunshine, warm. And I, I work in a cemetery property, but it's a very beautiful park-like setting. And I told my coworkers, I'm going for a walk about mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it was about a half an hour walk through uh, this beautiful setting, quiet. And I just could feel the stress lifting. Um, and as the stress lifted, I felt some rest- restoration of the, my, my inner energy. It was a, just a very amazing, wonderful time for recharge. A couple other things I do is uh, allowing myself a Saturday morning sleep in. Ooh, nice. Yeah, very nice. And uh, a little bit of self-talk as well. Telling myself, Brian, it's okay to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. And we often do need to give ourselves permission to do that. It's interesting you mentioned about your walk last week again with the beautiful weather that we had. It's not like that anymore, but it, it was a <laughs> perfect day. And I got home from work, let my dog out, and then I decided I was going to go walk around the lake and got halfway around. And if there isn't the biggest flock of Canada geese and mallard ducks. And I sat there for probably 15 minutes and just listened to the ducks before I continued the walk. And I got home and felt so good. You were taking some duck therapy. I was. I recommend it. Yeah. (laughs) So you and I know this phrase that, uh, and maybe our listeners have heard it before, this reference to being on a plane at at the beginning of a flight like the oxygen mask instructions that you receive at the beginning of an airplane flight, you must secure your own supply of care before turning to help others. And yes. So that's one of the messages we want to give our listeners. Yes, so important. Care for yourself. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. There's also a suggestion in this little bulletin about the benefits of reaching out um, and finding care, mutual care from others. Yes, when you look at your your circle of people, you know, if you're a parent who is homeschooling or you're a parent and you've got young children, that there used to be playgroups. And my youngest daughter talks about this all the time. My other two children are both homeschooling their kids. And that lack of connection in all of our lives. So reach out to other parents, you know, and recognize that you're not alone whether it's having a Zoom conversation with somebody or connecting with with somebody else whose parents are in a facility and you're not able to go visit them. Reach out and connect with them. Um, talk openly about how the this virus and pandemic has affected you and what are your concerns, you know, to be able to have those conversations with other people and to realize that you aren't alone is is so necessary mm-hmm. at this time. 
Yeah, and I don't know about you, Lori, but I find personally that it doesn't take an awful lot of that. No. Like one conversation uh, can just be so energizing and, and lifting. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, it suggests um, looking for helpful resources that are available, specifically referencing to online resources. This bulletin we're referring to here from the Mental Health Commission of Canada provides their webpage that will provide further resources. The website is simply mentalhealthcommission.ca. But there are a lot of resources online. Our grief recovery method programs mm -hmm. are beginning to do more and more uh, in terms of providing these programs online in various ways and different formats. And uh, over the coming months, we hope to be able to explain more about how those programs might be available online. And of course, it would be a criminal not to mention that another resource is the Heart of Grief podcast. You know, <laughs> sorry, Brian, had to mention that. I, I, um, I've heard of that somewhere. We have. You know, to to go back and, and revisit some of the different episodes that we've done and um, share them with people if there's something that resonates with you. I know there's a couple of the podcasts that even though we live this and do this work, they have resonated so much with me in this time that I find myself listening to myself and Brian as I'm driving to work because some days that's what my soul and what I need. We are very passionate uh, about the content in our programs and, and the benefits of, of the Grief Recovery Method programs. In fact, that brings me, Lori, to the topic of when are we going to restart the heart of grief, you know, new episodes, etc. And so here's our, our plan. We are not going to be providing new programming until April is our idea. But short term, for the next couple months, we're going to be reissuing, republishing some of the more popular episodes from our previous programming. Total, we've had 13 episodes wow. since July of 2020. Nice. And, and on top of that, four um, extra episodes focused on questions of faith and loss. And so we're going to revisit on February 11th the program on the grief of change. Oh, <laughs> perfect. And uh, by the way, uh, folks, the changes just keep rolling, keep rolling out, don't they? They sure do. And with new uh, variants of the coronavirus showing up, the short-term future and perhaps even mid-term future seems to be very much unknown to us mm -hmm. and certainly promising of more change. Longer term, we do have plans for starting some into some new material beginning early April. Yes. Uh, but we will let our listeners know more about that as we get closer to that time. They're just going to have to stay tuned and keep hanging around. That's right. <laughs> and so until then, please, folks, be good to yourselves. Yes. And thank you for tuning in. As mentioned, we love to receive comments and questions from our listeners. We invite emails to feedback at theheartofgrief.com. If you'd like to send us paper mail, it can go to The Heart of Grief, care of 610 4th Street South, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, T1J4P3. And of course, you can subscribe through your podcast service provider.